Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, Kelly, in the words of your favorite player, Tom Brady, let's go. Uh. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. Bob, Kelly, Luke, we're at the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, and we're really glad you're with us today. What a great show. Jay Ladner, head basketball coach. He'll be joining us at 1.20. The schedule is out. Fixed to have the Meet the Basketball Team activities going on. Lots to talk to Coach about. Lee Roberts will be joining us a little later in the program uh, to analyze this uh, weekend's upcoming match uh, with the Tulane Green Wave. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our show. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. And a great place to call it. you got time right now. If I were tailgating and I were looking for a good spread, I would be calling Dickie's Barbecue today, Kelly Sander. Well, that's the whole part of tailgating is to enjoy the fellowship. You don't want to have to be slaving over anything to, you know, be cooking or worrying about it. Let Dickie's take care of it. With all the side dishes that you get to choose from, man, there's no choice. You know, I've noticed it's probably a coincidence, but pretty much every weekend that Dickie's caters our baseball suite, our associate in Laurel shows up, Luke Johnson. He knows about Dickie's catering. Luke's not the only one that shows up. No, no. A lot of people, a lot of people that you hadn't seen in weeks show yeah. up. Luke, it's always good, right, brother? Always, always good. good. And what I what I love about it is in Laurel, they kind of have like this secret menu item, and uh, it's kind of like loaded fries, and they just put like waffle fries, and they put mm. mac and cheese, and they put all kinds of stuff in it, and it's just kind of secret. Wow, and, no, uh, no carb so- left behind. <laughs> no, I swam no. a mile, so don't judge me. All right. Uh, we were at football practice this morning. A lot of spirit, man, a lot of energy. You'd have never known that it was a bad weekend. And uh, I, I guess that's kids and uh, a lot of confidence in themselves, as they should have. Billy Wiles, of course, the starting quarterback for the Golden Eagles, and uh, he had quite an experience. Uh, you you were at the game, Kelly. The kid was under pressure all night, fair to say. Yeah, and, and, and the, 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 so much was made of the pass that was short-armed, you know, to the goal. But look, he was under duress, you know, and he, he made the plays that he needed to play to stay healthy, for one thing. Uh, and Will Hall's a quarterback guy. And he graded out well, you know, according to Coach Hall. So, yeah. and, and this is a guy that still is not as, as as experienced as a lot of quarterbacks the Eagles are going to face. No, that's exactly right. right. We had a chance to uh, spend some time with Billy this afternoon or this morning after practice. Here's what he had to say about the Florida State game and what lies ahead Saturday. Okay, uh, sorry quarterback Billy Wiles on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Billy, uh, Coach told us yesterday on the show that the one thing he took out of the Florida State game above everything else is that the 
the whole football team now knows they have a quarterback and a guy that's going to fight every play with them. What's that mean to you to hear that from your coach? That's awesome to hear. Um, obviously, not the not the result we wanted against Florida State. Um, but I'll say one thing I learned too is that just I got tough players all around me that are not going to quit. Um, we fought to the last snap. Obviously, it's a very good football team. Not the result we wanted, um, but it was good. It was good to see all those guys fight to the last snap. Describe to us the the type of pressure you were looking at, uh, the atmosphere. It's difficult to go into an environment like that, but I think what you said really is true. The team really hit and and fought the entire night. Yeah, obviously, great football team, awesome atmosphere. That's a that's a one of the best places you can play in the country, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a tough game, obviously, and we want to we want to learn and move on. Um, but yeah, I would say that. So how do you how do you do that? I mean, what what do you take as a quarterback from a game like that? How do you think moving forward that experience is going to help you? Yeah, I think learn from my mistakes, wipe everything else away, um, focus on Tulane. All right, here's a fan question for you. You've played Alcorn State, which, with all due respect, is one level of college football, and then you played one of the probably two or three elite teams this year in yep. the country. From a from the player standpoint, what is the difference that you see on the field when you when you play those two types of football teams? Um, I would say the biggest difference um, is probably just size, size, and maybe a little bit of speed. But Florida State had some really big guys that can move really fast, um, and I think that's that's probably the biggest difference in the two levels. But from a speed standpoint, you didn't see that great a difference. Is that what I understand you're saying? I mean, there there is a little bit of a speed difference for sure, for sure. But it's not it's nothing uh, nothing crazy. All right, so now a big rival game here. Tulane Southern Miss goes way back. Yeah. The bell's on the line. Uh, it's going to be pretty exciting, I think, uh, Saturday afternoon. What's the mindset of, of you and your teammates as you get ready for this? Uh, bounce back and win. I think just uh, keep the bell here for the next couple of years um, until we get to play them again. Um, but I've, it's not going to happen for a while. Uh, so want to fight, beat Tulane and keep that bell. So how much fun is Billy Wiles having as the starting quarterback for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles? A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Obviously, not the result we wanted Saturday, but just being out there on the field um, fighting, uh, it's just been a lot of fun. It's a gladiator sport, um, so it's it's what we love to do. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. All right, my man. Good luck to you Saturday. Thank you very much. All right, that's Billy Wiles. We also talked to Josh Ratcliffe and Ty Mims. We'll have uh, those interviews uh, later in the week. Uh, Luke, here's what stuck out to me about Billy Wiles. Long after everyone had come off the practice field, in fact, Jack Duggan went in the locker room for me because he and I thought maybe we had missed Billy coming by. Long after everyone had left the field, here comes uh, here comes the quarterback, Billy Wiles, the last guy to leave the practice field by far. And that's what you want to see with the leader of your team, right? Yeah, and and I think he's just kind of proved what um, you know what what Will said yesterday, and what you said that to to Billy is that when when you take on that mantle, then more more is expected out of you, and that while you do have different leaders on the team, and sometimes like a quarterback isn't isn't like a crazy vocal leader, and and Lee can talk more about that later on. I mean, my first year, I had Jeff Kelly. And Jeff wasn't a, a vocal leader, but when he said something, you piped up. But he went out and showed it. I, I think what what you see, you know, a, a guy like Billy knows now um, that everybody's looking at him and everybody what he does, what he says, how he reacts. 
it kind of sets the tempo for everybody else. And it's always that way with a quarterback. You always look to him, um, and 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 you always expect him to to lead out in some ways. And so that that's you know very good, especially um, first year as a starter. You know, being the last one off the field is, is showing he's responding the right way after a, a tough loss, and that's what you want to see. That's a good sign. Um, what that means is is that other guys see that that uh, he's pressing on, that he's you know chunked that game, and he's moving on to Tulane. And you, where, whatever reason he was out there, extra reps, working on footwork uh, in, in week three, that's a great sign to see from your starting quarterback. What what struck me was that he. The way that he responded about the Florida State game was kind of like a guy talking about his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm attached to that part of history, but do we have to talk about it? Right. <laughs> you know, let's. He was ready to talk about it too. <laughs> yeah, little... he was out of he was out of breath a little bit too, which is a yeah. good sign. I yeah. think you called him right after he was doing some. Uh, yeah, he 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 had just come off the field when I grabbed him and. Uh... I was waiting for him there at the gate. Jack was inside looking for him, and uh, so I grabbed him right when he so, came. So yeah, up. I don't I don't necessarily think he gave you like short answers because he didn't want to talk. I think he was he was a little, was a little short of breath. Yeah, there's no but, question. But I also but I also think that his the way that he answered the questions polite always, but the way that he answered them too was his way of kind of saying let's let's move on. You well, know. it's time to move on. Yeah, I mean, you got another tough, another tough team coming in here, and you got to get ready. And, now. and to put things into perspective, if you're a realist, you really should not have expected the, no. the Golden Eagle team to go to Tala Nasty no. and win no. that game Saturday. No. This is the big one, folks. This I, is one yeah, that I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Luke, is this right? And this is what Jack and I were talking about this morning. It's hard to tell much about the team from Alcorn and then the reverse when you're in Tallahassee. This weekend will tell a lot about the football team. Because uh, for, for several reasons. I mean, it's a group of five program, group of five conference. But at the same time, guys, this was the best group of five team in the country last year. Won the Cotton Bowl, beat Southern Cal. We beat them. Right. But if you remember from that game, what did it take to beat them? We got a pick six, we got some turnovers, and we did what we had to do at the end. And so we played a a really, really, really complete game against Tulane last year, and I think we kind of surprised them in some ways. And so now, um, this year, they're going to be ready for us. I I do think that that both of these coaches probably know each other as well as as any team will play this year just because – Will, Will knows Fritz, and Fritz knows Will because they, they you know, you're talking about a coordinator and a head coach. So I'll be interested to see in some wrinkles in the game plan, things that are not expected or out of the norm, and, and that'll be fun to watch in this well, one. We'll have the interview a little later of the week with Josh Ratcliffe laughed about beating Tulane and saying kind of what you just said. We sort of surprised them last year. I, I think they're going to be coming in here this year, and uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a battle. And my money is on QB1 Pratt playing this weekend for two oh, I figure if there's a weekend he wants on the field it's Saturday. Three o'clock Saturday afternoon. Golden Eagles in the Tulane Greenway. All right, let's switch gears, talk a little B ball when we come back. Jay Ladner about to join us.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the show. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Miss Kathleen, probably going to have some uh, two-lane football tickets to give away if you're shopping down there Thursday or Friday. I don't know. Something tells me she might. Uh, check them out, Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. What a wonderful lady. And she'll have Southern Miss apparel for every sport. Okay, I want to get right to it. Jay Ladder, of course, the head basketball coach. And, and uh, we've got the schedule here in front of us. First of all, Coach, thanks uh, for coming on. Before we get started on this schedule, because i got some questions about that, uh, the tip-off <laughs> celebration, first ever, September 28th. Tell our listener and audience about that, Coach. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a new style event, a, a lot of um... – uh, programs that I'm familiar with ha- have that type of event, and it and it's it's got several goals. It's an opportunity for us to raise some some much needed money for our program, uh, but but more so than that, it's a chance kind of for people to see uh, our players uh, this year's team, of course, meet our team, but also in kind of a um, an event that that would be non traditional. For instance, all the players will have tuxedos on. I really thank Floyd Formals and those guys there. They are, are helping us out and put the guys. And for most of our players, I asked them earlier today, Bob, I said, how many of you have ever had a tuxedo on? And uh, and literally one of them had ever had a tuxedo <laughs> on of our entire team. And, and, and you know, the, the thing that we're really supposed to be doing and we take great pride in is is being educational. And, and, and that's a great educational experience. But it's a fun event. They have live music. They have a silent auction, a live auction, great food. It's at the Hattiesburg Convention Center. If anyone's interested in doing that, uh, please contact uh, the basketball office at USM. Our numbers are readily available. Or contact me personally or any of our coaches, and we'll get someone uh, to get you situated. But we'd love to have everybody out. And, again, it's not only just fundraising. In fact, that's just one of the many things of it. It's 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 gaining momentum headed in or really carrying over momentum I should say from last year and creating a lot of spirit heading into this year's team. You get an opportunity to not only see the the Austin Crowleys and the Mo Arnolds and those guys from last year's team, Neftali Alvarez's, but you'll get a chance to see a lot of new faces too. And no question that Crowley will have a pedicure and a manicure for the for the occasion. <laughs> no question. He he's the one most excited about well, this bet. thing. He I'll really bet. is. So. All right, coach. Now Kelly Sanders, the smartest man I know, and he can't figure this out. So I'm going to ask you because I know you're very smart too. I'm looking at the schedule. You play six games in the month of December. Five of those six are on the road. Then you go back, uh, you come back to January, and they've got you on a four-game streak. you got to go to South Carolina, Marshall, or Coastal Carolina, Marshall, Arkansas State, and then all the way to San Marcos, Texas, all in a period of two weeks, followed by six straight home games in February. Why don't they space this stuff out better, Coach? Well, you know, I, I, I have to be careful probably what I say. Um the conference part of our schedule has a lot to do with uh, well it's done frankly by computer and and uh so you know it's it's difficult i know a lot of the coaches kind of stay uh we're not easy to please anyway i will say that but the, the as a group but you know a lot of the coaches have those same um you you worry you worry about bob some teams getting a competitive advantage or disadvantage 
simply due to scheduling. And a lot of times it's not necessarily who you play, but when you play them, right? And, and, uh, you know, so it, it makes it, it makes it tough, but, you know, kind of the old Southern Miss way, Bob, you know, we just right. kind of, we just kind of take it and say, you know what? That's just another another obstacle in, in our heritage and history. Here's about about, uh, about overcoming obstacles and show some, as Dr. Joe Paul likes to say, some of that Southern Miss grit. And we'll just have to figure out a way to overcome it. And uh, because there's, it's it's uh, it, it, and I hear what you're saying. And trust me, you're not the first person that has brought this to my attention. I didn't need it brought it to my attention. I immediately said this is not good. But it is what it is, and we have no control over it, and um, and we we'll just do the best that we can. Well, I like uh, that, that's what we're going to do. I like the fact, coach, that there are the six games in February because the students will be in the house, which I think. Well, now that there are some, you know, listen, we have to, we do have to be balanced and take the good with the bad, and that will help us because, uh, as y'all know, last year we played so many games in the early part of our uh, conference schedule. Uh, beginning at the at right right at New Year's or New Year's Eve, I believe best, yeah. best I remember last year, and 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 we didn't have any students there, right? And so uh, you know we we got one of the longest home court winning streaks in the country in Division One, and of course we want to keep that going. It's a great advantage uh, for us to play at home. So anyway, um, uh, there's again the schedule has been released, and we just have to do the best we can, Bob and Kelly. Is there going to be is it going to be any easier to get around, Coach? You guys were bitten with every travel bug you could possibly be bitten by <laughs> last year: storms, ice storms, snowstorms. Yeah. Are you going to be able to get around better, airplanes and whatnot? Uh, I, you know, uh, it's it's funny. Uh, before I, I came uh, to to, I've had a busy day. Just just left the Kiwanis Club uh, over here in Hattiesburg. And by the way, Marshant Kenny told me to tell you. Uh, he said he wants to hear some Marshant Kenny stories. He said, make sure you tell Kelly that. I said, okay, I'll, I'll pass that on to him. I'm about to talk to him. But, um, you know, Kelly, I don't know. Uh, you know, you, you hope and pray, but you're right. We had some of the craziest stuff in the world happen to us last year. Uh, I, I could go, I, it, nobody would want to hear it, but it just go on and on about the things. And, you know, I will say that our administration has worked really hard with us and trying to get us where we can fly to Hattiesburg. But Hattiesburg, of course, has so many, there, there's just uh, very few options there. Um, uh, uh, Gulfport, Jackson, and then, of course, last in New Orleans. New Orleans has the most options, but it's, there's always a problem, it seems. And, uh, <laughs> but travel has been a, a uh, challenge for us, not just men's basketball, but I think for a lot of our teams. And, um, you know, t- over the course of a year, it has a lot to do with winning and losing. Right. And uh, if, if your travel doesn't fall in together, I mean, you know, if you, you're talking about, let's say we play on a Saturday night somewhere and uh, that we have to get up early the next morning on a Sunday, of course, to try to fly out. Well, if we begin to have, problems which seemed like every single trip last year uh missed flights uh because of, of weather or engine troubles or whatever it may be you know we may not get back till monday so now we've lost an entire day of rest we our our, our players it affects them academically it's just got a there's just a lot of uh a lot of challenges to travel these days um post 9 11 you know and it, it just makes things tough but yeah. I don't. I don't know. I certainly hope and pray, though. But that's a great point, Kelly. I'm, I appreciate you bringing that up. Luke, get in here. You know, Luke. If Kelly just stroke a damn check, that could charter the team around the country. That's right. right. He's got he, it. 
He's well. He's got two private planes. I don't know why he hadn't said anything to you yet. All right, uh, not non-conference. Um, unique South Dakota State, Milwaukee. But I want you to talk about the NIT rematch, uh, December first at UAB. You get Northwestern back here, and then of course the big one in Biloxi on December twenty-third. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, the South Dakota State game for basketball fans, people that really keep up with basketball. That's going to be that's a that's a great challenge and a great basketball program there. Uh, perennial NCAA tournament team, um, the Jackrabbits. Uh, so anyway, that'll be that's kind of a sneaky good game, kind of like Montana was last year. And of course, we'll pay the favor back next year and go to go to play at South Dakota State next year. Um, uh, you mentioned you mentioned uh, I know a lot of our players uh, looking forward to Northwestern State coming into town. Um, uh, had, had you know a, a disappointing game over there last year. Give them credit, uh, uh, but uh, UAB. Uh, that's a you know Andy Kennedy has has always been a good friend. Of course, uh, going back to our, our conference USA day, but even back then, go back to when UAB started their basketball program back in the early seven or the mid seventies, and Coach Turk, of course, had gotten our program off the ground. Gene Barto, the longtime John Wooden assistant at UCLA during their heyday, was it started the program there at UAB. Great basketball school arena. Uh, got a bad taste in our mouth the way that game ended over there last year, and so that it's just it's it, it kind of goes with our scheduling philosophy. Though we want to uh, try to schedule a lot of these uh, uh, traditional. Arrivals of Southern Miss, and 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 if we can do it by staying inside the region and not having to travel all over the country, it's a great thing. University of Wisconsin Milwaukee, we start a home and home with them. They were twenty two and twelve last year, another great opponent. And then and then you mentioned Ole Miss. Ole Miss is, uh, I got to give Coach Chris Beard credit. Coach is the new coach there, uh, being willing to play us. In fact, to be honest with you, we're signing. We've signed a two year deal. And we have the option of playing in, in Biloxi next year, and a lot of that will depend on the crowd. And I think uh, there's been a lot of excitement so far about that game. Uh, or it could be could move to South Haven. So Ole Miss will actually have that option next year, but play it again Biloxi or in South Haven. And then, of course, the purpose of our non-conference schedule is to get us ready for a really good uh, Sunbelt uh, League. And I think it's going to be just as tough this year as it was last year. Very, very good league. And uh, – but anyway, it, it, that we're, we're excited about it all. I know season tickets have, have been going fast. Please get your season tickets. I have people ask me all the time, Coach, what can I do? The excitement's back in Reed Green. What can we do to help the program? And you can do several things. You can, you can uh, but first, first and foremost, buy season tickets. Uh, uh, come to our, our event uh, on, on the 28th. Uh, of September at the, at the uh, convention center here in Hattiesburg. going to be a lot of fun. Join the Hardwood Club. Again, information readily available on, on, online or at usmhardwoodclub.com, or you can call our office. But uh, anyway, it, it, that, those are great ways that people can directly uh, impact our program. All right, Coach. Thanks as always. Coach Jay Ladner, everybody, head basketball coach at Southern Miss. When we come back, Lee Roberts looking at the Tulane Greenway.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. It's a great place to have lunch, as you know, Monday through Friday. Right there in the shadow of the rock, be sure to tell Slade that the guys from the Eagle Hour said hello. Also, I want to remind you about the Eagle Hour podcast. Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in, or Alexa will play it for you. Just tell her to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and it's available for you 24-7. It's always a good day. We have Jay Ladner and Lee Roberts on the show. Uh, Lee, great friend to all three of us and a regular contributor to the show and the color analyst of the uh, of the radio network and, of course, one of the great quarterbacks all time at uh, Southern Miss. Uh, Leah talked to uh, Billy Wiles earlier today and uh, after practice, and, and the kid said, you know, you – you have to learn from your mistakes. You have to wash it out. And you could tell he wanted to talk more about Tulane than he did Florida State. But that's the way you have to approach it. Am I not right about that? Well, you know, especially on Tuesday, because Tuesday they got back on the practice field. They got back, you know, in preparation for Tulane. So Sunday, Monday, they reviewed film about Florida State. They, you know, they did. They put that one to bed. So, man, I'm proud of that young man just for – the way he carries himself, the way he handles himself. And he's exactly right, man. Hey, own up if you have something to own up to, but then say, hey, let's let's move forward because that game's in the past. We've got Tulane right in front of us, and there's so much to be accomplished this year still. And, you know, again, this weekend, a non-conference game, but a, a big-time non-conference game for Southern Miss and for all Southern Miss fans. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited about what this team can do, and that's even coming off a very, very tough loss down in Tallahassee last Saturday. But, man, I'm proud of that kid, man. So I'm glad you shared that with me. Yeah, no question. Luke, get in here with uh, with Luke. I, I do want to ask one more, Lee. Um, and I'm not bringing up memories, but, I mean, you you got beat down there. How, how does he, as what you just said, turn the page? And I, th- I think Will said it yesterday. They came and, and Bob brought it up with Billy. You came out of that game knowing you got a quarterback. He's tough. He hung in a pocket. He threw it. He's got street cred with his guys now. And and how does he lead this week? Um, you know, even starting today, tomorrow. You know, as as a quarterback, how would you get over that to be able to focus on Tulane? All right. So you brought up the '96 game. I I thought that was in the past too, Luke. But you brought it up. So <laughs> Boy, hey. I had I had eight months to get over that game and to kind of get things going and and I think every Southern Miss fan that that follows the '97 team I think they would agree that we got our act together and we turned the page. But we had eight months to do it. Billy Billy has a week to do it, you know. So it's a different scenario. But man, it just it sounds like that that young man has the right head on his shoulders. He's got the right vision, the right mind. He's got teammates that back him. They support him. They're, you've got to be all in, and it sounds like his teammate is. And so, you, you just you do you just you wash it. You wash your hands. You forget about it. You forget about the the negatives. Any of the positives, you kind of keep reinforcing, and you just want to make sure you don't make the same mistakes two weeks in a row. And um, so, so I think that's how quickly you have to have to get over it. And I think they will. I mean, I think Coach Hall and uh, the offensive staff, the defensive staff, all the mistakes that were made in Saturday's game. They are. They're, they're going to. They're going to put it to bed, but yet try to correct those things this week while getting prepared for Tulane. Uh, Clark looked good. Secondary looked good Th- this week against Tulane. Uh, Fritz and Hall know each other so well. Um, I-, I mentioned it last segment. I think that that we we came in 
<laughs> or two seconds ago. We we came in and surprised them last year. They'll be ready for us this year. What do you expect to see out of Tulane? No, I'm I'm totally with you on that one, man. I mean, Tulane last year was I mean they were tabbed to be you know the best group of five team in the country, and I think they ended up being that way, even though they had the blemish on their season where Southern Miss went into their house and uh, came away with a, a victory. So they're wanting to return the favor this year. And, you know, and it's not just about last season or the season before. I mean, this is a game that used to be a rival back in the old Conference USA days when Southern Miss and Tulane were in the same conference. I mean, that was a game I look forward to each and every year. You know, unfortunately, left a bad taste in my mouth my senior year as well. That was the year they went 12-0. and And, you know, so I do. I have I have trouble kind of forgetting the past as well. But there's there's a lot to this game, man. There's there's a lot riding on this game. It's the uh, carrying of the, the the victory bell, the battle of the bell. You know, being able to to ring that bell at the end of the game and what have you. But it, it's all about two. I mean, they're separated about 105 miles. I mean, these kids know each other. A lot of these guys went to high school together. They were con- uh, recruited together probably went on recruiting visits together so similar type players similar type athletes and this is this is a big weekend so i, I hope fans realize it and they, they get ready to come up and support the golden eagles lee i think i think bob made a good point earlier in the broadcast when he said you really we really as an eagle nation we still don't know about what type of team this eagle team is because it's really not fair to compare them when they played alcorn because alcorn was clearly an inferior team and clearly The Eagles were an inferior team in a big way to Florida State. Tulane is is really the first opponent that's going to be on an equal playing field, if you will, as Southern Miss. And when you go down this schedule and, well, we should win this one, might not win this one, should win this one, this is one where, depending on who you talk to, half the people say they're going to win it, half half the other people say Tulane might win it. This is going to be... The first real litmus test, I think, of how good the Eagle team can be or not, whatever the case may be, this year. Yes? Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, the Alcorn game, the outcome was the way it was supposed to be. The Florida State game, the outcome was the way it was supposed to be. This weekend, you're right, man. It's it's strap on the black hats, and they're going to strap on their green wave helmets, and, man, they're going to go toe-to-toe, eyeball-to-eyeball, chest-to-chest for 64 minutes, and... And it's, it's going to be a hard, hard-fought game. I know that battle down in Tallahassee was a hard-fought game, but this one is going to be even more because because of what it is. I mean, this is a very, very good two-lane team that, that wants to come in here and, and knock off Southern Miss. But you're right. This will be our first true test, if you will, called a comparable-type opponent for the 2023 year. So I 100% agree. And when, when you look at the Sun Belt so far – Texas State, probably better than most people thought they were going to be. Its season is still young. App State, even though highly heralded, probably a little better than people thought they were going to be. Louisiana Monroe, hello, 2-0 and on the year. The Raging Cajuns down a little bit. Trojans of Troy might be down a little bit. So it's still going to be about the same as to what's going on here. But these games that could go either way, this is one that the Eagles – if they're looking to, you know, be bowl eligible, whatever you want to say, this is one they got to have. No, I, I totally, I totally agree on you because that once you get into conference play, it is. I mean, it is going to be a week in, week out battle in the Sun Belt Conference. And man, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm, 
I'm more ready for this weekend, what's going to happen. And when we're past Saturday, I'll look forward to the Sunbelt play. But I totally agree, man. There's a, there's a lot of talented teams in the Sunbelt. Another one you didn't mention was Old Dominion. So another, another team that can go, uh, go up and down the field. And I think Georgia Southern put up a bunch of points this weekend as well. James Madison, I know they're, they're another team in the Sunbelt. Um, that, that's, you know, last year would have been bowl eligible, but yet they were ineligible. So, uh, uh, another great team too. So week in, week out, it's going to be a very, very, very tough schedule in the Sunbelt. But so far, so good injury wise, Bob, it looks like, uh, the Eagles have, have weathered the storm, you know, yeah, by and large yeah. injury, injury wise. Other than Kavala, I don't, I didn't get right. an update uh, on Kavala. Do you know anything about that, uh, Lee? What's the status of Cole Kavala? Yeah, it was a it was a calf injury during during pregame, and it was really towards the end of pregame of the Alcorn State game. And um, you know, I, I was when I first saw him on the sideline. I think he was in a boot on crutches. Uh, Friday, I saw him get on the bus. You know, without a boot on, he was walking, no crutches. Uh, so I'm really not sure what the extent is, how long he will be out. Um, but you know, when a, when a guy like that, I mean, he's a guy you're, you're counting on kind of like an Avery Hobbs too. And, you know, I hate to, hate to lose a guy like Avery on the, on the defense, but man, Cole was a guy last year that I felt towards the end of the year really came on strong, had a really good off season, you know, so unfortunately battling, battling an injury early, but man, there's three young tight ends that are, that are competing right now, um, to get playing time for Southern Miss. So that's going to, that's going to make them all better as well. All right, just a few seconds left, Lee. I, I will tell you this, too, about Billy Wiles. I think you'll like this. He was far and away the last guy off the practice field today. In fact, he, he was out there so much longer than everybody that Jack was inside the building looking for him because he thought we had, it, had just maybe missed him. The last kid off the practice field is your quarterback. That's a good sign, right? It says a lot. It really does. I mean, to, to be the first one in the building, the last one out of the building or off the practice field, I mean, that's what a true competitor and a true leader does. I mean, if he wasn't doing those things, his team would uh, maybe would not follow him like they are. But, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm so glad the guy we have behind center. Yeah, Saturday wasn't his best day or our best day offensively, but looking forward to how to see how he rebounds this weekend for sure. Hey, Lee, hey Lee I know I brought up 96 Florida State. You have permission at any time to bring up 2004 Cincinnati. When I got a punt partially blocked in front of Ray Guy before they retired his number, okay? So mine's worse. So I just feel, I feel, no, feel no free to get though. me anytime. You got it. You got it, my man. All right, Lee. We'll see you next Monday, my friend. We'll see you this All weekend, right, but look forward to having you back on the show next week. Yeah, absolutely, man. You have a great week. Appreciate right. what you do. Lee Roberts, everybody, our good buddy and such a great Golden Eagle. All right, we'll wrap up this edition of the show right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. Great facilities, great pro shop, all kinds of stuff. Work on your swing, instructors to help uh, your kids. And then on the D1 side, uh, best uh, best workout facility, 70-yard indoor track facility. Just remember, 
Kelly Center is the home of the what, Luke Johnson? 40? Yeah, it's – gosh, what was your 40 time, Luke? 5-2. There you go. Was, there you was go. it really 5-2? Yeah, it was. Wow. All, all, and, I, all I know is I went in to get a, a membership at D1, and they took one look at my ability and said, you need to go to our sister uh, store, D3. Uh. Now, if we go – if we if we ever go – if we go back there, I, I'm going to stretch the hammies for like two weeks ahead of time, and – I'm gonna because like I'm I'm 45 pounds lighter now, guys. Yeah, I may can knock a, a little off of it. Anyway, well, we'll you see. lost the 45 pounds. If you want it back, I know where you, I know where you can find it. <laughs> All right, hey, this is exciting at the Argent Financial Classic in uh, at Squire Creek down in Louisiana. Eddie Brescher's Golden Eagles right now in first place. They have a two-stroke uh, sh- lead on Louisiana, a three-stroke lead on Houston. They are on the back nine currently. Robbie Ladder shot a 69 yesterday. He is two under for the day. He is six under for the tournament. Golden Eagles have shot nine under as a team. What about Pat? Pat shot a 71 round one, shot a 70 yesterday. He's even through 12 today. That's pretty good. They are, they are humming. The, the lowest score, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, the lowest score for the Golden Eagles today is plus two. So uh, hope they close it out, and we'll try to have Coach Brescher on. But, yeah, Eagles Eagles should finish pretty high in this one, and, of course, we're pulling for it. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening you want to follow that, uh, you should click on the golf page on Southern Miss, live scoring, up to date. So so good stuff uh, from them. Wait, now, how, how bad are we beating South Al? We are currently – We're in first, obviously. The but... Jaguars – our 15th of 16 teams, guys. Ah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> In the words of Charlie Brown's teacher, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we, are, <laughs> we are 24 shots ahead of the Jaguars. Now, we, we brag. How many shots? 24 shots. They're, they're plus 15 for the tournament. We're, we're minus nine. Boy, they're awful. They stink. <laughs> and we open up with them Saturday or uh, Thursday in, in uh, soccer. Anyway, all right, last night um, – I told you all this going on there. This was just a little, little crazy. So fourth play, Rodgers gets hurt, right? Yeah, terrible. Five oh one p.m. yesterday. This dude, I think he had like like fifty Twitter followers at five oh one yesterday. Tweets out, "Hey, Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles in two and a half hours on a wet turf at MetLife." And it happened. That's terrible. It's crazy. I hate to say that, but Zach Wilson came in. I was I was surprised at that game last night. Uh, the Jets' defense is for real. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the Jets are big time good. I, I don't know what made me more sick watching the injury to Aaron Rodgers when you saw you know the leg kind of wobble, or the fact that I heard people saying they need to make a phone call to Tom Brady. That made me even more <laughs> sick. Uh, I think that could happen. But no, I don't think. I think Luke makes a very good point. You, you beat <laughs> Buffalo in Buffalo. Zach Wilson proved he, he, he gets to play again next. What week. was What was wild last night was they only had two quarterbacks. So if someone would have had to Wilson, Randall Cobb would have had to play quarterback. You know, he played some at Kentucky, but yeah, it's just it's tough. I I, I mean, here's the thing: does he rehab this, or does he just say no, right been, off in the sunset? Well, the the older you get. The harder it is. Yeah, Bob and I can attest to that. The old gray mare just ain't what it used to be, you know. Hey, let, let me get this in here, guys. I gotta, I gotta tell you both. You may know about this. One of my heroes is in, in my life was John Riggins, one of my great football heroes. They honored John Riggins Sunday at the Commanders game. What did they call him? The Rhino? No. What? Uh, the Diesel. 
the diesel. And uh, so they do this big thing, big screen ceremony for him, and then he's standing up in a suite. All the cameras go to John Riggins, and the whole attention is on John Riggins. He's got on a blue sports coat. He pulls the sports coat open. Inside, a big redskin emblem on one <laughs> side of the sports coat and redskins on the other side. And I said, this is my hero for life right here, John Riggins. Yeah, and if did, he, he, did he say help to the Redskins? Did he, like, mouth it or something? He probably did anything he wanted to. He's John Riggins. And I was going to say, and if you have a problem with it, why don't you go tell well, him? Go talk, go talk to Riggo <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and tell the Diesel that you don't like Is he still it. sporting the Mohawk? No, no, he he's you know he's older. He's an outdoorsman now. He has an outdoor show on the internet. And he's a which big means he probably carries a gun with him. <laughs> I imagine he's got a few guns with Rigo. Yeah. And anyway, I, I had I had to throw that in there. But no, you're right, Luke. Uh, bad news last night. I hated. This. I, I enjoy watching great athletes play, and I think he's one of the great quarterbacks of all time. And I think the Jets would have been a Super Bowl contender with him quarterback. He. I mean, I played against I was fortunate enough to play against him two seasons and just kind of watching him, especially the second season when he was a Heisman finals machine. I mean, but unbelievable it, just to play on the same field. But yeah. isn't it interesting, though, how some teams just seem to have these clouds over him? I mean, no, he played in Green Bay almost his entire career, yeah, hardly. It is. You know, it's the most Jets thing ever is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 what so, Luke, that's what Luke said to me last night. It's the most Jets thing ever. So so what this means, though, the, back to the Riggins real quick. Kelly, he was watching a Washington game. He hasn't, he hasn't no, jumped ship no, completely. No, 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 this, I just saw this on the Internet, on, on a website. No. I was watching the Saints, my man. Good. I'm on Who board. Did? I'm on board. All right, tomorrow, 1 o'clock, more Super Talk Eagle Hour. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.